Hey, y'all. Welcome to Up the Coast with Alex and Britt. We are joined by Georgia Tech head coach Eileen Morales, her seventh year at her alma mater. And if you think of Georgia Tech softball and you think Eileen Morales, there's a reason that you do that. Of the 2031 games played in the history of Georgia Tech softball, Coach Morales, as a player or a coach, has been a part of 565 games of their history. That's 27.8% of Georgia Tech softball history that Coach Morales has been a part of. Coach, back in 2017, when you took the job to become the head coach at Georgia Tech, what did that mean to you? Well, dang, I actually didn't know that stat. So <laughs> I, I feel like every time I, I jump on one of these, that y'all teach you something new. So um, that's actually a cool, cool, fun fact. Um, yeah, uh, you know, obviously playing where you, uh, coaching where you played is just, uh, I feel honored and, and great and honestly blessed to, to do that every day. It's, uh, it's cool to know that, you know, I'm helping with the, uh, build or develop the next generation of, of Georgia Tech softball players. So yeah, it's just a blessing. I mean, how cool to, to, when I sit down and talk with a recruit, tell them, Hey, you know, I've lived this and maybe my walk was a little different than yours, but it's pretty similar. And, and so, um, yeah, there's just such such pride for, for Georgia Tech and, and love for this institution and, and the softball program. And so I really feel fortunate to, to get to do it every day and, and be at the home. You mentioned sitting down with recruits. You signed the number seven recruit class this past signing season. Yeah. How, how, how do you feel about that? That's got to be exciting for the future. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, obviously like rankings are great and, and we love that. And yeah, I mean, that was a lot of work, right? A couple years worth of work, if not longer. And and so to ink those players, uh, just super excited uh, to get them here on the flats and, and get them going and developing them. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, they got to perform once they get here, right? So so we love that it's a, a seven recruiting class, and we hope it's a, an even better class once we actually get here and start performing. But, uh, but yeah, just a, just a ton of work and um, uh, effort in building those relationships, and it's exciting to see um, because I think uh, just the, the trajectory of where our program is going, that, uh, that speaks to that as well. Awesome. Coach, can you just tell us as a player yourself, former player and coach, what does it mean to be a part of Georgia Tech, being a student athlete there? What's that experience like? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you get the best of both worlds. And, and we talk about that a lot, right? The top five public institution in the country. I mean, so you're going to get challenged academically. You know, you're competing with the best of the best minds in the classroom. And uh, it's not for everybody. And, and we say that that's a lot of our story is, you know, you pick you pick Georgia Tech because you want this route. And um, so I think uh, one, like you're going to be challenged on the field. You're going to be challenged in the classroom and, and you got to be uh, made uh, willing to, to want that challenge and willing to accept that challenge if you're, if you're coming here. And so I think uh, we developed some great strong women that, that will end up being uh, great leaders when they come out of here. And at the end of the day, that's the goal, right, is the next 40 years. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's the best of both worlds. Obviously, I'm biased. Uh, as you said, I've been here for a long time. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's unique too, right? We have the city of Atlanta right here. We've got a Fortune 500 country uh, companies, excuse me, at our fingertips, and so our student athletes have a unique experience where they're able to, um, you know, get summer internships, paid internships, and they're getting, you know, not only the experience of an athlete but also um, relevant work experience. So they're super market ready when they get out of here, and a lot of them are already, you know, have jobs in hand, which is which is really cool and exciting to speak to when, when you are sitting down with a recruit or when you're sitting down with a junior who's like, I don't have a job yet. And I'm like, you will, <laughs> Trust it, you will, right. Just, you know, network and use the right resources. So um, I, I just think we're really unique in our location and, and what we provide and just all the resources around us uh, at our fingertips. So yeah. cool. I actually shared something today on social media that said girls who play sports become women who lead. So I think that definitely holds true. 
there is a there's a stat i gotta i have to save it because i i like say this and i'm like i, I never have it off the top of my head but it's like the amount of um i think uh, fortune 500 companies that have like women female ceos and how many of them are student athletes so it's like crazy like the, the percentage so, so cool. um, we'll have to do some research on that and actually be able to like spit the number out because you know right now i'm just you know but there's actually a number a and it's we'll pretty high. A lot. It's a lot. Yeah, we'll go with it's a lot. So. Well, let's dive into the season so far. I will, um, you challenged your team from the very beginning. I want to talk to you about your scheduling. You open up two games against Alabama. You take your team down to Clearwater. You face Stanford, LSU, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Northwestern. Unfortunately, Oklahoma State and Tennessee get get rained out, but you still put up 32 runs down there. What was your mindset last year when you, you scheduled these first two weeks for your team? Yeah, well, you know, one, we knew we were we had earned the opportunity to go to the Clearwater invite back in 22 based on that performance. And so, um, you know, one, exciting and knowing you're going to play top – I think we played all top 25 teams. Mm-hmm. Not, felt like top 10 teams um, in that weekend, right? So um, we knew that that would be a, a, a tough weekend and, and a good – litmus test right for what our team's made of and so kind of as you're building that schedule I said okay well, we need to see some tough competition that opening weekend as well to kind of prepare us as well and so those first two weekends they're were, they were definitely challenging um but from a standpoint of like what are we made of what's our team going to be and really the messaging to the team was you're going to grow a lot from this whether the uh whether the outcomes are exactly what you want them to be um which are w's right um, you're going to grow from it and it's going to set you up for the rest of the season because the season isn't defined by the first two weeks. Um, and so that was one of the, one of the big uh, pushes was, Hey, let's start out with a tough, challenging schedule, see what we are, find our team identity. And that's going to allow us to be in a, a way better position as we enter into conference play um, and uh, really start reaching for the goals that we have, which is postseason. So, um, you know, our 2022 team, those are all that team that made it to a regional. They mm-hmm. were all in, um, they're all seniors now, and so they have the experience, and, and, and they should be prepared to be able to handle a tougher schedule um, out of the gate. And so um, they've done nothing but uh, answered that call, and I've just been really proud of how they, how they performed. Uh, Clearwater was fun, right? Like, I mean, it's not fun to lose, but, like, there, we, there was a lot of things that we gained from that. And, uh, you know, every some tough losses, that Minnesota game, tough, tough way to, to lose. But, like, man, we were in that throwing punches back and forth, and that's all you can ask from your team. And, you know, you talk about – Someone's got to win it. There's going to be a winner and a loser. And and, mm-hmm. I, and that's just the nature of sport. But, like, you can't be, you know, defined by that outcome. And we just kept preaching, like, man, this team's good and good stuff's happening. You just keep buying into that. You're going to be on the right side of it a lot more times than, than the wrong side. And, hell, when you do get those wins, they feel even better because you know how hard it is uh, to get them and earn them. Absolutely. Well, I want to know a little bit about what you found out that your team is made of. You know, you talk about yeah. just that, that identity piece and what is that for you guys? Man, we're gritty. I think. I think we're tough. A little, uh, uh, you know, little play with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Kind of one of the things we've we've said consistently is, you know, right, we're the rambling wreck. So like one of the kind of mottos we've talked about is like wrecking your day, right? And like just being that team that just kind of shows up and like won't go away. You know, even if we're down, we're still in it, and that kind of pesky kind of mentality. And and I think that's kind of shown, right? Like our um, hitters. I mean, we've been down some games, six runs, and it's like we never feel like we're out of it. And so we just keep crawling back and, you know, turn around some crooked scores. You put seven runs up in an inning, you don't ever think you're out of the game, right? And so that's been great. I mean, hell, we've swung the bat well. I mean, we're, we're hitting for a ton of power, which um, we love to see, right? We love extra bases. We love home runs. And so a little bit of our identity is a little different than last year where we were stealing bases a lot more, having to play a little bit more station-to-station ball. And 
uh, I mean, we're just, we're swinging the bat really aggressively and, and good things are happening. So uh, a big part of that identity too has been like, you know, fail big. Like we've really just talked about being willing to fail big. And so if you're okay with the outcome not being exactly what you want, you're freed up to actually, you know, make bigger, you know, bigger swings, whatever it might be, like bigger adjustments. Um, and, and honestly, like you're freed up to like enjoy what you're doing more and get better outcomes truthfully because you're not so attached to, to it. And so, um, you know, hitting hard, you guys are great hitters. You guys are great softball players. You know, like um, sometimes we try to make such tiny adjustments and sometimes you need actually a bigger adjustment to feel what you're doing. And so that's kind of been uh, a little bit of the message too. It's like, like, let's do some things bigger. Like let's, let's make, make these adjustments bigger and, and actually see what happens with that. And um, it kind of a t- takes them away from like, it has to be perfect because that's that mentality. Like, oh, I think it has to be perfect. Right on time. I have to be, nah, man, like, like, let's just go all in and do it big and like, see what happens. So that's been totally. a big piece of it. Awesome. Well, you say big swings, which I feel like just <laughs> perfectly goes right into our next topic. <laughs> swings right let's let's talk more broad picture too before we get into specific georgia tech but across the country right now hitters are just elite and i feel like people don't understand that sometimes early in the season your offense isn't really what's leading teams right it's Mm -hmm. typically your pitching staffs and stuff because your hitters need some at bats under their belt but why do you think the hitting and the offense as a whole across the country right now is just so good man it's been like those scores in clearwater were like clearwater were like a pitching coach's nightmare, right? And the four pitchers, and you know, you got to just kind of navigate through it, right? And 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 again, stay like you know humble and stay consistent, not get too tied into it. But I mean, I think there's it's a testament one to the way the game's growing, two how much of the game is on TV, right? How much exposure it gets, so that allows all obviously like the coaches to scout better, the players to have more knowledge, and I I, I think that truth be told, like the game's just getting better and better, and it's one of those things when the pitching gets better, the hitters have to rise to that occasion too, right? And so I think it's a matter of like teams being very well prepared for their opponents, having enough information to be well prepared, um, having enough data points at this point that, you know, 15 years ago, maybe we, we had info, but not like this, right? Every game's not on TV all the time, right? Every, every, you can't look up a scouting report on Synergy or whatever company you're using on, you know, all these different um, means to like get information. And so, uh, the hitters are better because they have more knowledge of the pitchers and the pitchers have to, you know, figure that out as well, which, I mean, there's some elite arms out there, but I do think early in the year, man, the hitting has been scary across the board and mm-hmm. there's some big, big games and uh, high scoring games. And uh, I think that makes the game exciting. Uh, obviously being a defensive and a <laughs> defensive coach, you're, you don't love it, but uh, yeah. being, being helping with the hitters, you love it. But I think it's a testament to the game growing, the athletes being, you know, well-coached or athletes understanding their body and what they do with their swing. And um, it's just it's the age of information, right? And so, like, there's just so many ways that you can um, develop a plan and approach for, for what you're facing. Well, even with all that information and plans, your, your team's leading the country in home runs. <laughs> as elite <laughs> as the hitting is right now, you are the elite of the elite with 34 home runs. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you have a new hitting coach. Um, what, yeah. What's what's really Hunter been able to bring to your hitters this year? Yeah, Hunter's done a, an awesome job. And, and Kelsey Bennett, who played in the ACC mm-hmm. as well, just graduated, mm-hmm. you know, helps him with that. And, you know, as a staff, we all kind of communicate on, on approach and plans and things like that. But I think he's just done a good job of, like, letting them free up. And, like, kind of we said, like, I think sometimes we can make hitting more more difficult than it needs to be. Like, <laughs> 
you know, we can have plans, but like at the end of the day, they got to get in the box, <laughs> excuse me, and they got to execute. And, um, sorry. You, you didn't play six <laughs> games this weekend and lose your voice, did you? <laughs> I actually think I lost it the weekend before, but, I, but, um, yeah, I think the piece of it is, um, like the bats in their hand and like giving them and empowering them to like, just go out there and, and execute a plan, but also like understand that like they're 18 to 22. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just about what you say to them before they get in the box mm-hmm. um, that allows them to be successful. And so, um, yeah, we have, you know, hitting plans and approach, but a lot of it's just like, yo, let's hit the ball hard. Like yeah. let's just try to hit the ball hard. Like hitting is hard. It is. And if we can simplify it, like, and, and just get it, get the barrel to the ball, be on plane and hit the thing as hard as you can, like good things will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think at times we do, we try to, we try to overcomplicate some stuff and, um, I think for our hitters, just freeing them up, allowing them to, to feel comfortable and confident when they get in the box. And like, you strike out, so what? You get another chance, right? And, and, and just keeping that kind of mentality has been, been huge. So been excited about what Hunter and KB have done um, with them, for sure. And, and, and the players are bought in and, and um, you know, they're enjoying, uh, enjoying uh, seeing those balls fly over the fence or, or doubles. Like, look, I'll take doubles all day. Like, I don't care if the ball – Aaron says this all the time. She's like, if the ball hits the grass, you're blessed. So, you know, we'll – you know, sometimes it gets there, maybe not in the nicest way, but we'll take it, right? You get that part, we'll take that too. Like, we just want to keep passing the bat and scoring runs. I think it's really obvious, just when I watched your games in Clearwater, the first thing, I had my notes out, just writing things down, and the first thing I wrote down was, dang, they're aggressive. They are taking big hacks. So, it, mm-hmm. I mean, your players have bought into this mentality, mm-hmm. and it's obvious from a fan from the outside, just watching it. And that was my first thought watching them hit and it's paying off and they look great at, at bat for sure. Well, that's that's great feedback. I love to hear that. Right. Cause like as a coach, you're like, this is what you're telling them and mm-hmm. you hope it's, and you're like, I think I see it, but like, you know, you have outside, you know, people who aren't necessarily in it day in and day out when you get that, that uh, feedback, it's awesome too. No, it's obvious. Help reiterate that. So that's cool. Yeah. The numbers speak for themselves for sure. But <laughs> Uh, talk about another leeway. So you got into KB a little bit and Hunter, um, but new coaching staff. So I think what we just want to know a little bit more, like what have the new coaches, um, Aaron Dixon and everything else like brought to the program? Yeah, I think, you know, as, as you coach and as you have a staff, right, like at, at times you've got to make changes in order to like kind of give you new energy, different, you know, points of view. And so uh, Aaron has been phenomenal with the pitching staff, you know, and just like looking at it from a different way, like pitching by committee, which we've done, I think very much we did in Clearwater because we need to figure out who's going to fill what role. And uh, she's been committed to that. She's very much thinks outside of the box, willing to try different things, um, whether it be, you know, diving into motor preference, uh, you know, OGX, all those different types of um, tools and different resources to help you make the pitcher be the best she can be. And so, uh, she's a great student of the game. It's, it's been a, it's been cool working with her because I'm telling you, those, I'm gonna be honest, man. We were in January and we were scrimmaging and our hitters were not doing so hot, and we were like, "What's happening here?" Right? Because they were just shoving. Our pitchers were just shoving, and so I think the hitters took offense to it when they were glad to finally play some other teams. Um, but Aaron's done a phenomenal job with with them and just great energy. I mean, uh, has has excelled everywhere she's been. She was with uh, Athletes Unlimited this summer as a as a uh, what are they called? Uh, facilitator. Facilitator. And just, uh, I mean, I think we laugh in the office every day, which is which is cool. Like, you know, we rag on each other. We give each other a hard time. But, you know, also it's, it's just a great working environment. And so that's been fun. Um, but, yeah, Erin's been a, a great addition uh, with the pitchers. And she has this funny saying. She says, you know, came up in the fall and she was like, you know, that we're in the 
we're in the bullpen and we're cooking. So she said, just let them cook, you know? And so we started with, you know, she was talking about how they, they cook. And so I was like, okay, well, the defense, I guess they're the vacuum. So we clean <laughs> like too much on this, like female, like cooking and cleaning defense was like the, the hammers. So the offense was the power tool. So it's like cleans, the offense, or the, the pitchers cook and the offense hammers. So like that was kind of our little thing. So she comes up with, with all sorts of uh, great analogies. And so she, she's, she's, a, she's a little chef in there with her her pictures, just figuring out how to put all the right ingredients together. So it's been, <laughs> it's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, you got to tell the hitters they, they want to eat. That's what they want yeah, to eat. Right? The pictures are cooking, yeah. the hitters want to eat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, I don't know. We, we might have to stay with what we're doing, but maybe yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> nah, Don't change. We, don't change. If we, hit a, if we hit a rough patch, we're going to be, yeah, but we do. We talk to them a lot about eating. So that is true. So um, we're like, you know, big, big thing in season, get a lot of carbs in your system, yeah. cover in that. So yeah, I can, I can spin that in, Alex. I need to. <laughs> well, any um, coming in from the looking back to the fall and even January, was there one player now that we're three weeks in that has surprised you, exceeded expectations, done more than you expected? I mean, I mean our, our our players have been performing at a high level, so it's been it's been cool to see. You know, I think obviously Mal Black has 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 swung it really really well. She's um you know on a tear right now, which you love to see. Uh, She's, I've seen her, you know, obviously I recruited her, so I've seen her hit well, but I mean, I don't think in a career we've had this big of a tear yet. And so it's, it's cool to see her um, just step in there out of the gate and, and, and be dealing and, and, and hitting so well. Um, so that's been awesome. SB Allen, we know she has a ton of power, but God, man, she's, she's, I think we had one home run this weekend at 80 Exivilo off of her bat, which is like insane. Um, and, and she's just, I mean, she's just a spark plug. So you know, we've seen her hit, um, but maybe not as consistent in the past. And so it's, again, real, that, those two right there just, just going off. And, um, you know, who I would really tip my hat to as well is just Jen, Jen Saleo, who's having a high output, uh, has had some high offensive production, uh, which has not maybe done that in the past. And so, you know, as a senior, if we can get that level of production from her with the way she plays defense. It's, it's scary. And so, um, you know, those three I would highlight just from, you know, seeing the growth, I think, would be huge. Um, and then, you know, Paige is, Paige is on fire right now, Vigodinovich, and, uh, Vigodinovich, excuse me, long name. So <laughs> we call her, we call we have a nickname for her. So, but yeah, she's been um, doing great and it's, you know, been cool to see her. I think she's batting like 500 right now and um, pretty impressive uh, down there, kind of in the seven, eight hole for us and just really helping. Uh, just put some numbers behind Mal Black. She hit 10 home runs and, her career coming into this season and she already has seven and just yeah. 17 games. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a great turnaround ACC player of the week honors. I mean, mm-hmm. she's having a great start to her season. Yeah. Uh, just want to flip the script and go into the circle a little bit. Blake yeah. Nelliman, yeah. and she's been a work workhorse for your program since she got there. She's yeah. thrown 528 innings. Um, I feel like last year was her and Chandler Dennis. She has yeah. a little bit more help this year. You yeah. talk about pitching by committee. We've we've seen seven different pitchers from yeah. your team. What does that mean for her, and how does that help her be even better for your team? Yeah, I think you know if we're able to keep her, you know, limit her innings early in preseason, then she's going to be healthier as we get into March, April, May, um, and that part of the year when you you need to be healthy and playing your best, and you need your ace to be healthy, and so that's a big part of it. I mean, Sophia Voyles has stepped up tremendously. <laughs> um, you know, you also think about like Blake and Chandler being in their fifth year, like your bodies like don't feel the same in year five, I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. <laughs> they did. 
And when you talk about a pitcher, right, there's only so many probably windmills in that thing before it, <laughs> before it starts wearing out. I don't know. I didn't pitch, but I, I know I get to throw BP. So uh, I, 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 you know, I'm sure it gets tired. Um, but yeah, Sophia has, has stepped up and, and thrown some really great innings and, and shown some of that last year for us, but has, we've, you know, leaned on her more. Um, and, and that's been great because that's a great compliment. And then Kinsey Norton um, has been phenomenal, uh, just a different look and um, has really kind of come on strong the last week or so with, with more consistency, feeling more comfortable out there in the circle. And you know, she throws down the zone. And so she, if she's around the zone, she's going to get us ground ball out. And, and that's the name of the game is who can get to 21 outs the fastest, right? And so um been really cool to see those two because, you know, if they can give us um, meaningful starts and meaningful innings and that allows, you know, Chandler and Blake to be healthier and, and be more intentional when we throw them and, and go through the length of the season, which it's long. I mean, heck, we played seven games last week. I don't know what coach scheduled that. But it's crazy. <laughs> um, I know. I was but, looking at the test like, did they really yeah. play seven? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, go for it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, as we were starting to go, like, talking to my coaches or like me, I'm like, I don't know who scheduled this. And they're like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what. Usually there's like rainouts the first couple weekends. So I've like always expected to be a couple of rainouts. Uh, so it, you know, it kind of works out. But like as you're getting into it and you're like Wednesday, like, oh, I scheduled seven games. Like, <laughs> wow. So, but my freshmen, you know, of our underclassmen, they're like almost used to it. Like, um, they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's just a regular day. <laughs> there you go. Real quick, I just want to talk, you know, Mallory Black, like mm-hmm. Britt said, having a great year. You mentioned yeah. our two coach, um, Blake Nelliman, really good seniors. And what do you ask and expect out of your seniors on your team to help underclassmen? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things we talk about is like, you know, leave it better than you found it. And so like, I think that as a as a senior, like your job is to kind of be an example setter for like what that role looks like and to make those players who are coming after you better so that when you graduate, there's not this drop off. Right. Like, you know, if, if, if you're mentoring them or you're helping, you know, them learn the ropes or you're helping push them to get better while they're uh, with you and in field work, hitting work, then when you graduate, like there shouldn't be a drop off. Right. It should be like, hey, this person's ready to come in on. And truthfully, it should be if you're hurt, like somebody's ready to come in and, and, and ready to, you know, step right in with it being seamless. So I think the number one thing is, you know, um, just just leaving it better than you found it and so that can be in relationships with people that you deal with and how you mm-hmm. go about your business but you know i think you have to be invested in those that next group of people um because like they're kind of your legacy right like that that group comes after you and if you've trained them well then then uh or develop them well then they, they also come in and, and exceed expectations all right so hot topic lately um transfer portal nil mm-hmm. things like that um couple questions I think one how have they impacted your program and then two how do you still prioritize culture given a lot of change yeah I think well one transfer portal I mean it's the nature of of the business now right like it's it just is what it's not going away um I've always been a proponent for you know people want to be somewhere else that they should be able to go I've kind of always preached that even when I was at the mid-major level when I was at the D2 level I, I think that the transfer portal exists for a good reason and it allows people the opportunity to, you know, maybe go somewhere where they aren't, if they aren't getting playing time, to go somewhere where they can. And again, it's the nature of the, the world we operate in, right? Like uh, in in the business world, you could jump jobs anytime if you wanted to. So it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, we've benefited from it. We've got transfers. We've also had people transfer out. So I, I don't think it's fair to say we don't agree with it because we, we live in both sides of it. Um, you know, I think there's a way to handle that and you do it the right way. And, you know, people transfer out the right way, then great. Or transfer in the right way. I think that's the biggest piece is just, you know, handling yourself and 
going through that process, you know, with high integrity. And so, um, but I think it allows opportunities and why would we be against opportunities for, for student athletes? Um, Cause again, if you were to get in the real world, you're going to want what's best for you and your family. And so it's the same thing. And I think we have to look at it from that approach of, Hey, this is, this, this comes with its challenges, but at the end of the day, we're going to, we're going to see the pros and cons of it. And we've benefited from it a lot. I mean, Chandler Dennis, we got out of the transfer portal. I could probably go along to Tiffany Domingue right now, who, I mean, literally is tearing it up for us. Uh, I didn't even mention my bad. I don't have my statue with me, but like she's my fifth year transfer from upstate. Who's just like tearing the cover off the ball. Right. Like, so like there's pros and cons to that, but like, you gotta be willing to, if you're going to get them out of board, you gotta be okay with, you might lose them. Like it's just, this is the nature of it. Uh, NIL, you know, that's a whole nother beast. Uh, I think it's great if, if athletes are making money, I think, why not? I mean, I remember wanting to do more with my, I remember saving my per diem so I could go buy like, a, I'm going to date myself right here, but so I could go buy like an iPad Nano. Uh, so, you know, like <laughs> that stuff, like, right. Like, but like, should we, should they be able to get more money? Probably. Yeah. And so I think now how that comes about and how they legislate it, I think should be kind of consistent, which I think that's the biggest challenge right now. It's not consistent, mm-hmm. uh, but I think we're working towards that. And hopefully, you know, there's a plan in place in the next couple of years that, that gives some level of consistency. And I mean, when you think about female student athletes and softball student athletes in particular, like the collegiate level is for many of them, the highest level you'll get to compete at. Yes, there's athletes unlimited. Yes, there's international. Yes, there's smaller pro leagues. But like, truth be told, like that's kind of like the upper echelon. And like, if you can cash in that window, like, why not, right? Like, so I think again, there's gonna be challenges with that. But also, like, if you're one of the top athletes in in your sport, and you know that's your small window to kind of kind of gain some profitability, why not? And so I'm always gonna be positive with that. I'm always gonna be pro revenue. To, for them because I think that a lot of people make money off of off student athletes and uh, why should they not on their own name and image and likeness so I think there's obviously some things that need to be regulated and legislated better but at the end of the day there's people who uh, make a lot more money than me who make those decisions so you know <laughs> uh, I, I think it's good there's all again there's there's pros and cons but um for us, I think having having those opportunities for our, our athletes are, is huge. Yeah, I know Britt and I have talked about it before, and Coach, I feel like you're pretty competitive too. I'm a little <laughs> jealous about the NIL stuff now. I'm like, dang, they would have had that, yeah. you know, 10 years ago. I'm like, mm, that would have been great. <laughs> you could have in, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, just different times, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Coach, your, your yeah. team has been so, – sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, my only, my, my, never mind. No, I'm, I want, well, I just feel like coaches should get NIL. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, like, throw us in here. Like, I am a big griller. So, like, I've been trying to get with Big Green Egg. That's okay. Nothing. Okay. Like, I need them to give, give me a shout because, you know, like, we'll be promoting them. So, that's, that's my, I've got, an, I've got an idea. I've got an idea for this. Okay. You come back on the podcast. And you do a grilling session as we okay. talk softball, okay. and we tag Big Green Ooh. Egg in it, and you kind okay. of show your skills, and we do a little softball, you know little grilling. Oh, you know who else we probably have to get on there? We'd have to get Bratton on there, because okay. he's a big, he, oh, yeah, 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 you know, he's, he's yeah. a big, we probably take over the show, so maybe I could just be like the, the side commentator. <laughs> I don't know. We're all about, this is ACC, baby. Come on now. Come on. Okay, so we can't get him on Never mind. He's X-Doc. He's X-Doc. But yeah, no, no, no. I, I, 
my negative on the NIL is is when people are using it to commit the players. I think that NIL, I think you should earn it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I think go there and then you know you give that money. But like I, I think the the way it's being used in some of the uh, revenue sports to get you to commit that's that's my biggest beef with it. But I like at the end of the day, I think that hell, let's pay them, pay them. Yeah, fair. I like it. Fair. Well, your team has been so much fun to watch. Uh, especially offensively. I'm excited for you to open up conference play this weekend. I think y'all are going to have even more success moving forward, but thank you so much for being on here. Appreciate you guys for having me. Um, Appreciate, you know, you guys covering GT and yeah, we look forward to to an awesome season and uh, y'all keep rolling and and, uh, thanks again. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Coach. And for anybody at home that wants to watch Georgia Tech and follow them along, they open ACC Playup. I know you guys have a midweek, but you open ACC Playup this weekend against Pittsburgh at home on Friday at 6 p.m. So catch it on the network. (laughs) 